I will not have it said that we are not Breaking Bad fans. We are enormous Breaking Bad fans, as you can see here. Jesse Pinkman there cooking up some meth in his tray. I'm reviewing El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie on Netflix. Two hours of um, Jesse Pinkman's life uh, immediately following uh, Walter White's uh, massively dramatic scene at the end of the uh, final series that ran many years ago. So this is a sort of afterthought. It's directed and written by Vince Gilligan. I'm going to start with my major bone of contention with this. A Breaking Bad movie. It's on the streaming service Netflix. It's two hours long. It's not a movie in the conventional sense of a movie. What it felt like to me was two prolonged further episodes, kind of like codicils, sort of epilogues to uh, all the fabulous episodes that have come before it. Now, I was kind of drawn into this, captivated, if you like, reminded, felt nostalgic about the way in which uh, Gilligan shot the series. There's a really pronounced and defined colour palette to Breaking Bad, which I really like. And I realised upon the first sort of several scenes in this in this film um, how much I'd missed and, and how much those stylistic ticks and devices had really transformed streaming and serialised TV dramas, really. So this, this parks ourselves, as I say, just straight after the Walter White shootout, if you like. Um, and we are effectively in a constant toing and froing between the present of the film and flashing back to various points uh, in Jesse's incarceration by uh, the wonderful character of Jesse Plemons's character, Todd. Jesse sort of escapes from, uh, escapes from incarceration by Todd, Jesse Plemons, and he returns to his friends Badger and Skinny Pete. Now, we didn't remember Skinny Pete when we saw the trailer, because it was so many years ago when we, uh, when we watched the series. And of course, as soon as we saw Skinny Pete in his chair with his hat uh, alongside Badger, it all came flooding back. Of course we remembered. You can't ignore the fact that behind this film is a huge amount of nostalgia and affection for the original franchise, if you like. I have to say, one of my absolute guilty pleasures in this, and I think one of probably the strongest elements of this feature film, is Jesse Plemons's performance. I mean, his dislocation as a psychotic murderer was brought into beautiful focus when we discovered the housemaid who he'd killed and the slightly sort of reverential way in which he dealt with the body, and, and matter-of-fact, as well as reverential way, that he dealt with her body, you know, he was regretful, but he was sort of matter-of-fact. He was deciding on whether to make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and all that sort of stuff. There's a sort of ordinary psychopathy to Jesse Plemons's Todd character that was really marvellous, and I could have actually done with a lot more of this. So having been liberated, we, we of course keep flashing back to moments when he wasn't liberated, and, and, and those moments after and leading up to Walter White's uh, rescuing of him, if you like. I'm struggling with the narrative of this because I didn't really feel there was a narrative of sorts. If anything, this is about the character of Jesse Pinkman growing up and becoming something more than what he was in the series. So this is his strike for freedom, this is his strike for maturity, and in that sense, what I liked about it was how it was a very elongated character portrait of uh, a character that we all feel we know and love and we're all very familiar with, but it was the sort of maturing and growing up and the moment in which his coming of age, if you like, happened as he aspired to escape his past 
and buy his way out of the entanglement that he still had in the underworld of, you know, the, the, the drug underworld and what have you. If you approach this less as a... Because I was, I, was, I was sitting down and tuning in and, and waiting for some of that really taut, tightly knit kind of, you know, the, the sense of a coiled spring waiting to ping with the drama and the tension. And that's not to say there aren't moments like that in this. There are. And I think one of the, one of the most sort of successful scenes in which there's that tightness is in one of the flashbacks where they're burying the body of the uh, the housemaid um jesse pinkman uh, you know lays his hand on the gun from the glove compartment and you have todd jesse plemons's character having to slowly talk him back down from possibly using the gun by promising him pizza and that for me was a sort of focal point and a pivot point in the entire film which i thought was the most successful sense of how i remember the forever spiraling stress and drama and intrigue and anxiety that one got from watching the tv series there is an absolutely wondrous flashback to a scene uh, between him and Walter White uh, much earlier in their relationship when um, when Walter White has sort of first employed Jesse and uh, you know and they're talking about their future and what what it would mean to kind of you know you know to have their future ahead of them and what have you and that was really you know again I felt such fondness for that scene and it Walter White didn't overplay it um, if I had one slight issue with anything in this in this film I did worry that certainly at the beginning um, Aaron Paul was perhaps over trying a bit too hard in his performance. I mean, there is something a bit cartoony about all the characters in, in Breaking Bad. There is something that's a bit sort of archetype rather than, you know, nuanced. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of nuance in Walter White's character, but Aaron Paul, I think, suffered a little bit because he was the foil to Brian Cranston's character in this series. So that, you know, by placing him in centre stage, we're, 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 we're subjecting him to the same scrutiny, if you like, that Brian Cranston's character had, which is how is he dealing with the highs and lows. Now, that's not to say he didn't succeed, but I felt in the first act of this film... There was a sense of him trying too hard, not helped by my bait noir with all bloody movies, films and everything is the appalling wig plonked on the actor Aaron Paul's head for those flashbacks was diabolical. I mean, absolutely diabolical. I don't know how they can sit in the edit when they're making this and go, oh, yeah, that's believable. Now, you could argue that's a, it's an absolute triviality, but actually for me, it's profoundly important to believing um you know, he's in that past moment. Um, I thought there were some really inventive scenes in the apartment where him and Jesse Plemons, you know, the, the, the money's kind of hidden and secreted somewhere in the flat. I thought they, I thought the way in which that, that space was covered cinematically, if you like, with the camera was really inventive. Um, I liked further down the way when we come back to the present and he's gone back to this apartment to tear it apart and find money, find the money. I liked the way in which we used a top shot and they used time lapse. So, you know, there was just the right amount of kind of creative uses of, of, of editing techniques and shooting techniques to keep this going. And also, I, I have to say, there's something really compelling about the uh, use of signs, a little bit like the chicken shop in this series. You know, they, 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 without being, you know, from the 50s, uh, Breaking Bad almost has its own font-like 
recognition, which I really liked. I really liked all of that. So there were, the, you know, there were some great moments in this. And it's not to say that it's not worth having been made. I, you know, I think it's good that it's been made, but it's really an afterthought. It very much felt like a an indulgent afterthought. This is what happened next, but not, not much happened next. This is how Jesse kind of escaped that. And in a sense, I suppose, even as I'm saying that, it does neatly close off what our sort of meandering thoughts were about what the hell happened to him? What did he do? How did he how did he resolve this? And this answers those questions. I was trying to spot all the way through it whether they were laying the sort of landmines of a new series, you know, him heading off to Alaska, him driving away from his past. Uh, could we be seeing a new show in which, you know, his, his attempt to sort of set new routes somewhere um, um, fails. But the overall impact or the overall effect of this film was one of a... It didn't feel urgently needed. It didn't feel absolutely necessarily needed. And I go back to what my reaction was to one of the earlier trailers. And there was a shot of him, you know, sat in the car in the second teaser or trailer TV spot. And he was listening to the radio. I really regret the fact that this wasn't the start of a new series. A little bit like uh, You Better Call Saul and stuff like that. Because I think, you know, for an actor like Aaron Paul, there would have been less urgency to almost overperform at the beginning of this film if he felt he had eight or nine or ten episodes to sink into and I wondered whether again we could have spread his how he manages or positions what's happened with Walter White and what his lifestyle was back then we could have had a few more moments to indulge and really sort of wallow in that that character shift I mean I mean a lot of people are very sort of excited about this film think it delivers everything I, I it's, it, it's not that it doesn't deliver but it's also not that it delivers anything new it feels like an absolutely logical next step but it doesn't feel absolutely necessary so for me the experience of watching it was a little bit I, not indifferent indifferent isn't the right word but it didn't excite me I wasn't excited by it and it didn't surprise me it didn't surprise me at all you didn't have any of the sort of horrificness that you got in many of the episodes from the many series um, and you had a few moments where you had sort of the best of hits of various characters from the past whether it be Mike whether it be Walter White whether it be the character you know played by Robert Foster who he has to get the money for and and I like those moments it, it, you know Breaking Bad at its best in in the series and in this this one-off film is at its best when it's juxtaposing quite harshly the ludicrous comedy of a situation. So, for example, when he's trying to give a bag of money to Robert Foster, but he's short by about $1,800, and his whole life hangs in the balance, and it's based on just $1,800. You know, I like those moments. So you've got that knife edge between gallows humour and death. I think that's a really rich theme that the Breaking Bad series mined all the way through, you know, right through uh, Brian Cranston's character's, you know, diagnosis around cancer, is he ill, not ill, getting better, and the horror of getting better almost. And so, you know, I think it's at its best when it does that. And I just, I just wondered whether Jesse's story, and if this is a coming-of-age story, I wonder whether the film would have benefited from being cut down by about half an hour, con concertina down, um, so that we had a lot more sort of intense, if you like, a stronger cordial of Jesse Pinkman's um, character's growth or final... It's like it's like watching him just sort of sidle his way out of all the inextricable links with Walter White's past and trying to get himself out of it. So there was a sort of neatness to the ending, which was a bit disappointing, and yet at the same time it did feel like closure. It didn't feel like we're going to possibly see another, another series. Erin um, Paul, as I said, very good, very good, but not... 
I think he has struggled beyond the series to find a part that really sings for him. And I felt a little bit in the early stages of this film that he was trying a bit too hard to make his character be a lot more sophisticated than he really was in the series. Um, but, but as I say, by the, by the second act and the third act, I found we were far more in the swing of things. You know, all the sort of double crossing and him going to get the guns and him, ha you, know, sort of, you know, the duel with the guy who he wants the, the rest of the money. I mean, you know, all those moments were, were good, but there was just something lacking. There was a sort of, there wasn't a killer punch or, and, and, and maybe, you know, part of it is that we've been there and seen so much worse and so much more extreme stuff in the series that all of this felt quite polite. It felt sort of like a polite rendition of the aftermath of Jesse Pinkman's life. And to that extent, you know, I wouldn't, I, I, you know, I had a spare two hours last night to watch it late at night. But if I didn't have a spare two hours, I wouldn't be busting a gut to try and watch it.